Are you tired of going to the post office? Tired of waiting in line? Well, I can't help you there. What I can help you with, though, if you feel a little tired, a little slow, a little sleepy, a little sluggish, grab yourself an all-in. Head over to drinkallin.com, enter the discount code EthanHD312, get 25% off your order. They will dead-ass mail energy drinks straight to your door. I love it. You'll love it. On top of that, they're a Seattle-based company. You're supporting a local business. Much like this podcast, much like my store, you're supporting a local Seattle business. So head over to drinkallin.com, enter the discount code EthanHD312. That's my name. And then Chicago's area code. All right. Let's start the show. Do you believe in miracles? We did it. Episode three. My name is Ethan HD. You're listening to the Going Home Early podcast. My guest for this episode is Candy Lee. Uh, As you know, like all episodes, this episode is being recorded live in my comic book shop, Destiny City Comics, located in the Stadium District of Tacoma, Washington, and literally two blocks away from the high school they filmed 10 Things I Hate About You at, which is Only really impressive if you were born in the 90s. Otherwise, it is very hard to explain to somebody why this high school is is a big deal and why random strangers take pictures in front of it. Uh, Also, what's very cool is it's literally right across the street from the Tacoma Temple Theater where me and my tag team partner, Mike Santiago, the American Guns, uh, wrestled Jushin Thunder Liger the year he retired. And I'm not saying that, like, he realized his career was at a point where he was in Tacoma wrestling me (laughs) and was like, okay, if this is the direction we're going, I think I'm just going to hang the kick pads up. But anyways, it's just cool to think of. It's cool for me. I think it's it's a fun little fact. Uh, But yeah, my guest today is Candy Lee. This is probably the most interesting interview I've done. Granted, it's been three, but it's definitely the most interesting to me and the most unique one. We definitely get away from the travel topic in a sense, uh, but I feel like the things that we talk about are things that um, are things that some people, when they travel, do feel like. And Candy, as a trans woman, uh, was very open about some of her fears, anxieties, her concerns when she does travel. I am greatly appreciative that she wanted to talk about that. I definitely think it's something that needs to be talked about, uh, but I also don't think it's something I necessarily need to be bringing up or, or springing on a guest and so I, I'm just very grateful that she was willing to be open and we could have this kind of candor and, and talk about things like that, that things that people of color and people of the LGBTQ community experience when traveling that you probably just don't if you're just like a straight white dude. And, you know, that's not like a knock on straight white dudes or anything like that. It's just they're two very different experiences. And I'm very, very happy that we got to sit down and talk about that. And I hopefully it's a learning experience for some people is to just kind of opening their eyes to other people's experiences, which is the whole point of this podcast, right? Is to, you know, talk about traveling, the places we've been, how it's affected us, how it's changed us. So I'm very happy that that we got to do this. Uh, Before I get to the interview, big shout out to Let's Wrestle Apparel. Uh, Obviously, love Let's Wrestle Apparel, love the owner, love the shop. They're based out of Canada. 
head over to letswrestle.ca. Get yourself a shirt. They sell masks as well. Not the Lucha kind, but the don't die from COVID kind, which right now are definitely more popular and, and more in demand. Uh, they also make great shirts. You know, if you have a wrestling team or any kind of sports team or even just a business, they will make you shirts. They can screen print, embroider, embroider blah, 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 the whole nine yards, and I'm not going to edit that out. You're going to deal with all of that. Uh, the whole nine yards. Yeah, let's head over to letswrestle.ca, pick up a thing or two from them, thank them for supporting this podcast and helping make this podcast a reality. Um, that being said, I want to get jump right into this interview. I think that's enough rambling for me. Uh, let's throw it over to me talking to Candy. So, Candy, thank you for doing the podcast. I'm here with Candy Lee uh, from New Zealand. Uh, are you are you originally are you born and raised New Zealander? Um, I was born in Samoa, but I moved here with my family in 1999 when I was like five years old or four, one of the two. Oh, okay. So like, so most of your, like most of your memories are, are New Zealand. Yeah, basically I've been living in New Zealand for like over 20 years. All right. Have you ever, have you gone back to Samoa at all to like visit or? Um, I've gone like a few years ago with my friends. Um, that was fun because I didn't have to go with my family. So I, I got to do fun stuff with my friends. That didn't require. I was also young at the time, so I was just like, "Oh my god, yay! I get to do things with my friends and be messy without my family there to judge me." <laughs> That's so. Are you building a robot in the background? Oh no! I was like, um, <laughs> mo- walking around for no reason. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. I can see all this clanging, and I was like, "Oh, I hope nothing terrible is happening." I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna bury everyone. That's why I do podcasts these days, just to start burying people. So you're, you're getting your list of grievances ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready to bury wrestling. I'm going to, um, I don't know. Oh, my God. I can't think straight at the moment. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't bury people. I love everyone in wrestling. Oh, I was hoping this was going to be the juicy one. This is going to be the one that gets everybody talking. Like, can you hear what Candy Lee said about so-and-so? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I feel Here like my career my career hasn't even, like, taken off off. And I'm already starting to burn bridges and bury people for no but, if, but as somebody who's on Twitter all the time, it'd be great. I would love to see an aggressive version of, like, your, your GIF beef or GIF beef with, uh, with Tony Deppin. Tony. Oh, my God. Tony won't give up. I'm telling you now, I'm going to win that. And Tony, if you're listening, you're not winning that, even though you said that I was your wife on Twitter for no random reason. But I'm still going to win, period. I'm pulling for you personally. On my feed, it always shows you tweeting the GIF or GIF or whatever it is, and then him responding. So it always looks like you're like, you're pushing that you're pushing ahead yeah because like sometimes like one of us would be gone for hours and i'm like oh it's probably sleeping or they're probably somewhere where like he's probably somewhere where there's no internet like one time he messaged me like saying that um i'm not i haven't given up i just have bad internet where i am and i was like okay it's all right i'm fair um he was like 
telling me that he was definitely going to beat me because he said that when if, when borders open up and I'm on a long haul flight to America, he was like, how are you going to give? And I'm like, oh, wow, like, you didn't really make rules. And he goes, no, that's going to be like hours of you not replying. So I'm going to win if that happens. And I was just like, well, you know what? I'm going to spend all the money that I need to spend to get data on a damn plane just to reply to you because I'm not losing. Yeah, I was going to say, there's in-flight Wi-Fi. Well, that should be expensive. It's like $20 like for every half an hour. And I'm just like, oh, $20 for just half an hour? What the hell is this? Yeah, that's that's true. Because I remember I was flying from uh, from Tacoma, not Tacoma, from Seattle to New Delhi. And yeah, like it was like 30 bucks for like an hour of internet. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to take a nap. Never mind. Yeah, it's not worth it. I'll just watch High School Musical five times in a row. And that's more better than wasting 30 bucks to go on the internet. True. So, but yeah, so Samoa's. So, going back to Samoa, you didn't have to do like all the touristy stuff or like all the family stuff. You could just do like, you could just hang out basically. Yeah, but I was, because I went with friends that, and we were like, because I used to dance. So, I was in a dance group. So we went to perform at a festival that um, happens annually in Samoa called the Tawila Festival. So that's why me and my friends went. And we stayed with my, one of my, our friends, pardon me, sorry, I just burped. Um, one of our friends' family. And yeah, we just performed, went out, had fun, lived life. It's so hot in Samoa. So I just, I like going there because of the weather because I love hot weather. I don't like the cold at all. That's fair. It is, when, one doesn't get too cold out in New Zealand, does it? I mean, during winter, it's kind of cold. Uh, wait, it is very cold. And I just, I'm not here for it. Like, we should just get rid of cold weather altogether in winter as a collective. I mean, America's doing its part in global warming. So don't, don't blame us. I mean, we're, we're trying. <laughs> I mean, the thing about New Zealand is it's like it's quite dangerous here because like there's a hole in the in our ozone layer, so like wearing sunscreen is quite important during summer because you can literally get burnt and melanoma within seconds if you're not like if you're not careful. But I feel like that's a white people problem more <laughs> because they, yeah, I loved it out there. Um, like, because I think I was there for the tail end of your guys' summer because I was there like March, April, and May. And that's oh yeah, that's, that's New like Zealand a, summer, right? Yeah, like our summer starts like in November. Like, I think that's the thing I like about summer is that our Christmas is, is during hot weather. So I'm like, yay! But then, yeah, I just love summer. I love the heat. Yeah, no, you guys, you guys have a sweet spot. Like, but it doesn't get super cold out there, right? Like, it doesn't snow. Um, in Auckland, where I live, it doesn't snow, but like parts of the South Island, it snows. Like, but it's pretty. Snow's pretty, but I've never seen it in real life. That's why I was excited when I found out when I was coming, when I was coming to Chicago last year, there was snow. But I never got to see it anyway, so I was like kind of sad. I was gonna say, if you if you're looking for snow, like Chicago in the winter, like that's a that there's a good chance you're gonna bump into some snow. Like that Chicago, like Detroit, that whole kind of northern area, I guess, towards the east coast. 
But yeah, so you'd been out to Chicago twice? Yeah, and I love it there. I feel like, that's, I, I don't know, like, I think Chicago is such a nice place. Like, if I had to choose places where, like, I ideally want to live, I'd probably pick Chicago or Florida, somewhere in Florida. Chicago or Florida. All right. Yeah. Okay. You should Google crime rates and then rethink those decisions. Are the crime rates high in both? Oh, yeah. Chicago especially. Chicago is like where people go to get murdered on vacation. And oh, then my God. That's, <laughs> I mean, it's that's not, scary. I mean, it's not. Okay, so it's really, realistically, it's, it's bad. But if you, like, do the math of, like, the population density, it isn't. Like, if you look at, like, how many people per, like, 100,000 killed, it's not a whole lot more than, like, the average. It just feels like a lot because there's a lot of people there. And then, like, Florida, if you ever Google, like, Florida man, there's all these, like, just weird crimes that happen in Florida. Oh, my God. Like, I just feel like um, states in America are so, like, they ha- they're more populated than the whole of New Zealand. Because New Zealand's quite a small country. We only have, like, a population of, like, almost 5 million or 5 million. But, like, states in America have, like, doubled that or something, I feel. Yeah, but it's also quality of people versus quantity of people. Like, America's got a lot of people, but most of them suck. But I feel like in New Zealand, like, pretty much everybody there is, like, I mean, at least to me, is, like, a, a normal functioning human being. I was, I, I was actually scared to come to America because I was, like, I did not know how people would be. And, like, because a lot of what we know of America here in New Zealand are what we see on, like, social media and TV and stuff. So I was just, like... I'm really scared, especially, like, as a trans woman of color. Like, I was just like, um, I see, like, how someone like me gets treated in America. So I was like, that was one big worry for me. So I had, like, the biggest panic attack anxiety over it. And, like, I had to actually, like, go to counseling before I <laughs> before I went because I was, like, that afraid of it. But when I was there, it was kind of... I felt like the people were very nice, but I was like, I thought the people were very nice, but like maybe they just didn't know and I wasn't getting clocked. So I was just like, oh, okay, this is cool. No one's bothering me. No one. Cause like, I feel like in New Zealand, I'm like, like I would get that sometimes. So I was like, oh my God, am I going to get that in America? But then like when I didn't get it there, I was just like, this is weird. But then when I talked to friends about it, they were just like, maybe because um, Americans see trans women one way and like you're from New Zealand and you're Pacific Island so there's not much like there's not very tr- like much Pacific Island trans women in America so they don't uh, they don't clock them more I guess and I was like oh that makes sense but I don't know when I was there I was just like oh I feel better because like no one's being rude to me everyone's just so nice especially the men for some reason yeah, but and hey, I think, yeah. and it probably helps a little bit, like being in like a major city. Like Chicago is like a fairly like liberal city, so I mean that probably helps. But I mean, is that like a? I guess like traveling in general is that kind of like a a concern? I mean, I feel like it is. Like that's why I like just like try not to draw too much attention to myself, which is hard, especially. I am. <laughs> I mean, you're tall. You're very tall. 
I really, oh my god, yeah. I like it's so funny because I always get scared that like someone's gonna be rude to me, but like, I, like feel like the most people ever say to me is like, oh my god, you're so tall, and I'm just like, okay, I'm like, thanks, I thank you. I just like don't know what to say to that. Like, what do I even say to something I'm tall? Yeah, right. I mean, you just have to like acknowledge it, right? <laughs> just thank and, you for noticing. I, Oh, thanks. I watered my knees. That's why I'm tall. Do you ever just like pick them up and just be like, and now you're tall too? Like sometimes I forget, like I'm quite tall. And I'm just like, I feel like people say that to me because like I've had people say like, you're pretty tall for a girl. And I'm just like, a girl's need to be short or something. Like what's that? Like I hate when people say stuff like for a girl at the end of like a statement. Cause it's just like, why do you need, like, why is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because it's like you're kind of like subconsciously or maybe consciously like kind of trying to like force gender roles, right? When somebody goes like, oh, like, you know, she's really talented for a girl or like she's really athletic for a girl. Yeah, because like I feel like your statements is so good. But then as soon as you put for a girl at the end of a statement, I feel like it just really defeats the purpose of your statement and it like takes away from everything you said well that's in my opinion anyways no that's accurate because then it's it then at that point it's not a compliment like it's like the ultimate backhanded compliment it's like when they'll like them you'll see like a black person on tv like a politician or even like an athlete and somebody will be like oh they're so well spoken for like an african-american and you go like well yeah they, they should be why would you think that they wouldn't be well spoken I know. I don't understand that. I'm just like, not white people thinking that only white people could be well spoken. Like, I don't understand that. Like, logic. Yeah, like, especially because English, I guess. Yeah, well, especially because like having been on Twitter, most of like the the really bad like misspellings tend to come from like your like average like cis white dude. Right, cis white dude is so annoying. I've been called looser instead of loser so many times oh my god that's so cringe to me when someone's calling someone a loser and i'm just like why is it too oh and i'm just like not this like like you can't even blame autocorrect at that point because you just know this i was just gonna swear you just know this person is out here spelling loser with two o's on purpose and not autocorrect fault it's just all on them i feel oh yeah I uh, kind of in a weird way, I wish I had like that kind of confidence in myself that I could be like basically an illiterate jackass, but feel like so right that I need to like voice my opinion to like everyone. It's just funny to me. Like I hate when I like, oh, I don't hate it, but like it's always funny to me when like ignorant people argue with me over Twitter and like when they spell something like that wrong, it just makes me laugh. Like, and it like, I just feel like in my end to me, I'm just like, that just takes away from anything about what you said to me. Like everything you said to me, like is automatically just out the window because you spelled that <laughs> because I'm laughing at it. Yeah. Right. Like it like yeah. invalidates their opinion when it's like, you can barely spell simple words. Like you tweet like a three-year-old. Like, yeah. I'm just like, how are you gonna sit there and talk to me about biology and like human anatomy if you can't even spell certain words like that's how i know you're just being ignorant for the sake of it or you just don't 
like you actually don't believe biology you just decided that oh i don't like trans people so i'm just gonna shit on them yeah right. not because it... you believe there's two genders but you just think it's funny to be like i'm trying to say words without wearing and it's really hard <laughs> relatable very relatable but again it's got i got that explicit tag so i mean swear it up i'm wholesome i can't swear all right fair enough well i'm wholesome and i'm pretty i'll i'll swear for you they're they're fucking idiots that's right. a what period <laughs> that's period with the t right period to but Me and my so, friend pr- pr- pronounce the T and we just laugh at ourselves because we think it sounds so funny just to say period to. <laughs> Loki never had like seen that term, that word like period like that until I saw you tweeting it. I know. It's like I always laugh at myself because like my like ability to get like things over like is quite amazing because like I could just like say something for a week and then people start hard out saying it or like they just link it back to me. I'm, I'm just like, I literally did not come up with that word. Like it's just slang that like I've, I've, I've seen and I've picked up on and then I just use it a lot. But then people are like, I, I use this word because I always see candies and I'm just like, no, that's so funny. Yeah. I just be chilling. It's true though. Like I didn't know who Megan the Stallion was or the Stallion was. Until you changed your Twitter handle to Candy the Stallion, and I was like, "Oh my oh, god!" Like a cool, like cool, like wrestling thing, or like it's some kind of gimmick thing. And then you were like tweeting about her, and I was like, "Oh, like that's a musician." And now I fucking love Megan the Stallion. I love her. She's so hot. Like, oh my god, her body's amazing. Her music is good. Like, it's all her songs are litty. I'm just like. She's such a goddess, like, and she's such, like, oh, she's just so iconic because she's also tall. She's, like, 5'11", like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's why I love her because she's tall and she's got strong knees. Like, wrestlers could never because we got bad knees. Oh, yeah, my knees are shot. Like, I, yeah. Like, yeah, I automatically just have bad knees because I'm someone. And someone's, like, we have bad knees for no reason. We shouldn't. Is that like a genetic thing? Just passed down from... Generation? I don't know. It's just a, like me and my me and my other Samoan friend who wrestles, like, we just like to laugh that like Samoans have bad knees. <laughs> I'm making a note of that. All right. That'll be the new wrestling like uh, like stereotype. Like the whole thing's like don't headbutt a Samoan because they have like super hard heads. But now the new thing is going to be like if you wrestle Samoan, go for They got weak knees. Take them out at the knees. Yeah, for no reason too. Like, come on, like, damn. We live in the islands. We can climb coconut trees. Like, why are knees bad? Maybe it's just an athlete, athletic thing. It could be, right? Know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Samoans that play rugby, and that's like really rough on the knees. True. Rugby's like New Zealand's national sport because I feel like that's the only thing we're good at. I'm not gonna lie. I got to New Zealand and. In the airport, because you guys have the rugby team, the All Blacks, yeah. and I was like leaving the airport, and there was a sign that said, and this is like, I've landed in New Zealand, I, I got picked up, and I'm getting ready to leave, and there's a sign that says, we love All Blacks, and me, as an American, was like, oh, wow, that's, that's cool, I was like, like a Black Lives Matter kind of thing, 
And then it wasn't until like maybe a couple weeks later, somebody was like wearing an All Blacks jersey and it clicked. And I was like, oh, the All Blacks are your rugby team. You don't just <laughs> love, by default love All Black people. Sorry, I just broke. Yeah, that's our team. Like, I feel like New Zealand's only good at rugby. I, I mean, think. do you do you are there other like major sports? Like, I only like the time I was there, I only heard about rugby. Well, like our netball team's pretty good, the Silver Ferns. But I don't know if netball's a big like sport around the whole world. But if it had to be sports, it would probably be rugby. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's that's pretty fair because I I know that netball is a thing, but I couldn't tell you how it's played or where it's played yeah netball's pretty fun is it like volleyball oh no it's like basketball but you don't walk you're not allowed to move the ball like you basically you're in a team of seven and like you have positions but like unlike basketball we can like move the ball like by bouncing and stuff and netball you you have to like get goals by like passing the ball to teammates so you can't run with it okay I, okay. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> That's fair. But I'm like, trying to like picture it. To be fair, you explaining it is so far from what I would have guessed it was. Like in my head, I was like, oh, it's like a volleyball thing or maybe like a tennis thing. But it's not that kind not... of net. It's like a like a basketball net. Yeah, it's like it's like playing basketball, but you can't move. You have to move the ball down the court by passing it to each to your teammates. Okay, I get, get what so I mean. Like you can't. Like when you have run, the ball, you yeah, you have teammates can ball. run. Yeah, so if you have the ball, it's all about passing it to the other person. So you kind of have, and like, so the different positions can go, like, so the center can go up to a certain point, and then there's like goal shoot and all these other positions that like stay in that semicircle thing. I don't know what it's called. There's a semicircle thing where like the, there's like the free throw line. Yeah, so that semicircle area, like, there's two people that can only, they can't leave that. So they're the ones kind of, like, scoring your points, basically. And then there's a center and, like, other people that can stay on half the court. And, like, it's it's deep. I don't know the rules hard out, but that's kind of the rules. It seems like, I was going to say, like, I don't know if that would ever catch on in America because that seems like too many too many rules like you have to really like simplify things but then i realized like how many like different positions there are in football and i don't know what any of them do like i know there's the quarterback who throws the ball and then in my for me it's like everybody else is just either running to catch it or trying to stop other people from catching it but there's like a million different names for all of those those positions in between yeah i feel like nipple is just like it's easier to, like, understand if you play it and, like, stuff. But, like, explaining it to people is probably hard. Well, me explaining it, because it's me, of of course. So, obviously, I don't know if I'm explaining why right. I don't play netball. I mean, I'm like, going to tell all of my friends about netball now. And I'm going to act like a fucking expert. And I'm going to be like, yeah, my friend Candy told me all about it, bro. <laughs> period. 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 Or me and my friends say period. Period. Oh, wait. I forgot how we said it. Oh, I forgot how we said it. It's not that. Don't quote me on that. I won't. Okay. Damn. I'll omit that from the from the podcast. We'll pretend we'll pretend that part didn't happen. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so tired. I had to work today. Ugh. No, Be late. No, no. It's it's <laughs> like it's eleven thirty here. 
<laughs> that's so. fine. That's so early. No, eleven thirty at night. Yeah, that's so early. Yeah, that's the one thing that drove me nuts when I was over in New Zealand is the time difference is just different enough to be annoying. Yeah, it is an- enough to be annoying because, like, I feel like in terms of wrestling, a lot of, like, my friends and the people that I like in this business live in America. So, like, they're either, like, when I'm just waking up, they're, like, about to go to bed or they're, like, straight just... Uh, I'm the day's almost over and when I'm about to go to sleep everyone's sleeping but with wrestling twitter and what I've noticed about like especially like a lot of wrestlers is like they don't ever sleep a lot of them wrestling twitter never sleeps and wrestling twitter after dark is the best worst thing in the world hey I personally don't like that I don't mind it I like I like the idea of body positivity but then, oh, no, I like that. Like I don't like I like I don't mind that people can do whatever they want. But it's personally like I would not like participate in it. Even though I like do post like photos of me in bikinis, but I'm just like that's a bikini. I wouldn't like. I mean, it's cool people do it, but I just I wouldn't do it. I yeah, because it's a difference between like you've like you're in a bikini and you're on the beach and like you're prepared for these photos versus like sitting in your living room and being like, ah, time to bust one out real quick and, like, kind of take, like, a weirdly lit selfie. Yeah, like, I feel like a lot of the people that have done it, like, the girls I've seen, I'm like, oh, yay, they look good, they're so hot. But then, like, there's always the one person that just has their, like, full-on penis out, and I'm just like, um, this is very, very, very after dark, because what the hell are you doing, mate? Like, okay. And, like, half the time, I'm like, why is this on my timeline? I don't even follow this person. But then it's because people I follow are like, yeah, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> but I think that's kind of everything is like, everything's always really fun. And then the second somebody pulls their dick out, you're like, well, this is ruined. Yeah. I'm just like, like, I'm like, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe like, like, I feel like a lot of things happened during the pandemic and like wrestling Twitter after dark was one of them. And then I was, I feel like everyone was, like, enjoying themselves, and I was like, oh, that's cool, until, like, that Brad Shepard dude came along with his stupid-ass list and just ruined the fun for everyone. But he's gone now, so praise the Lord. God is good. Yeah, wrestling does a good job of, like, the second somebody reveals themselves as shit, being like, okay, and you're you're done now. Because, yeah, Yeah. it wasn't, like, the the speaking out movement did, like, a, a lot of housekeeping for like a lot of like low key shitty people in uh, in wrestling. Yeah, like I feel like it was a long time coming, and like, and I just feel like wrestling as a whole like harbors some of the like shittiest things to like that transcends in general over life. Like this whole like, in par- like I feel like it's in parallel to like the rock star lifestyle, where like um, I feel like the business harbors all these like like shitty ass people who like i don't know i just feel like it was a long time coming and like it's good to get like people like that out of the business oh yeah i mean i think wrestling just attracts those kind of people because you don't have to use like you can get away with not using your real name and everybody just accepts that you know there's a lot of just being paid in cash there's a lot of like non-permanence like you're kind of just going from like city to city and you're there and you're gone so it's yeah not- it's like it's like 
it's not even like nothing in it is really organized like for the longest time like you're literally just give like told to come perform you get paid and you can like there weren't really much rules to it yeah because even like if you're like in a big band or like at a big sports team there's like a manager and there's like somebody to like keep an eye on everybody performing and make sure that like everyone's got their shit together and then in wrestling it's just you are there is no accountability yeah it's like free game and i just that's one thing like i feel like people don't realize it's like when you actually step back and look at how pro wrestling's run you're just like oh my god there's like no ethics there's no like procedures in some of this it's just all messy but i feel like um companies are coming around and like starting to do better and having procedures in place but like it just makes me sad that it took like people sharing their pain and stuff for like action like to come into play i guess like why was this never a thing in the first place yeah like people should have just from the get-go been like this is how we're gonna make sure that you know like our talent stays safe and that you know we're not letting people in our locker room who who don't have who don't have safety or like respect of others is like the number one the number one goal and it yeah yeah like see like it took like all of these people going like, you know, this happened to me and this happened to me or like so many people calling out like one person, Joey Ryan, before anybody like stepped up and, and was like, okay, hey, we got to get rid of this guy. Yeah. I feel, I don't know. It's just like such a sensitive thing to talk about as well. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not the, the, the coolest part of wrestling to talk about. Um, and like, I don't know. I think there's the only thing to do with COVID as well. And then like, there's like I don't know I know like there's so many wrestlers like spreading conspiracy um oh, sorry spreading conspiracies about COVID like not like not wearing masks I'm feeling that's so dangerous like especially with ha- like with some of the wrestlers doing it having huge platforms so I'm just like it's so dangerous for you to sit on your giant ass platform as an influence to the, like in the world of wrestling and telling people like not to wear masks because you don't think COVID's real you think it's a government ploy. To, for them to put chips in your brain or something. I just think, I don't know. I feel like, like, I already feel like wrestlers are the most, like, a lot of them are not self-aware or they're not socially aware or they just don't know how to read a room because half of them don't know how to read. So I'm just like, oh, my God. And then these people get given platforms and all these, like, access to fans and stuff. And I'm just like, just think of all the young kids that can see this and you're just out here saying that, like, Oh, COVID's not real. Don't wear a mask. Like I don't know. Yeah, no, That's I agree what... though. It's it's like it's super cringy, but yeah, it kind of falls back to like there's no there's no accountability in wrestling. You know, like like any other job, you'd have to like interview, and then with wrestling, a lot of times it's just somebody being like, "Oh, hey, uh, my buddy's really good. You should book him," and they go, "Oh, okay," and they don't ask like, "Hey, what's your real name?" or like anything. They just like, go. They like, don't even do. Police, police checks or anything. No, or there's like, there are zero background checks in wrestling. Yeah, it's just like that dude. Trust me, that right, that like, meme that went around. And I was like, yeah, because like the the whole Chase and Rance thing, like this guy in Florida, and so many people are like, who like will end up like working with him, like at his school or whatever, like come back get called out for it, and they're like, oh, I didn't know he was a sex offender, and it's like if you just Google him, like it comes up. 
Like, why wouldn't you Google the name of the person you're going to like train at their wrestling school to make sure that they're on the up and up? Yeah. Like, I feel like sometimes, yeah, that stuff's just so messy. But then like, sometimes people are so quick to condemn someone when they like, don't even hear out. Some people are like, I sometimes have to like, take things with a grain of salt if someone's like, I didn't know. I'm like, okay now you know you can take action to like not let it happen again but then some people are just repeat offenders when it comes to stuff like that on rest- and wrestling and i'm just like oh you can't just you're not gonna be able to like do the i don't know ploy for like too long so you either like get your story together or like just like just sit on your whatever die on whatever hell you want to die on and like stick to it because i feel like people are so like like flippity floppity with how they are like they'll think one way and then they'll jump here and there and like it's just so weird to me yeah i mean there's definitely that like when when somebody is being condemned for something and you're you have no affiliation or connection to them people are very quick to be like yeah you know like this person sucks we need to get rid of them but then the second it's like a promoter that they work for or yeah like a friend of theirs there's that immediate be like well hey hey let's let's hear them out like it's not as bad as like or the the classic like well they were never like that to me i hate that because it's just like if someone's not like that to you it doesn't mean it's not gonna stop that doesn't stop or like change how they help other people yeah right there's that like, whole like oh like because they weren't shitty to me they couldn't have they couldn't have been shitty to anybody else yeah i found that so stupid like i don't know yeah, they seem I mean, so weird it is. It's simultaneously like the best thing in the world and like the absolute worst thing in the world. Like yeah, when wrestling's all at the same good, time. Yeah, like when wrestling's good, it's better than like the Super Bowl or like a Beyonce concert. Like it's it's amazing. But when it's the worst, yeah, it is just the absolute worst and just depressing and kind of abysmal business to be in. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's just like, I feel like it's always something new that people get mad about. Like, I have opinions on things, but I'm just like, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, it's like, sometimes some battles aren't worth, like, all the energy, and you just have to protect your peace and just, like, let it be. Yeah. But then some things, because I'm like, my thing is like, oh, yeah, I'm just like, I don't, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I get you. You got to pick your battles, like especially with social media, because it's so draining to have like any kind of argument or discourse on Twitter. Because like you tweet out an opinion on something, and then you go off to like do something for an hour, and now you come back to like twenty replies, and it's like, oh, like yeah, want to argue with all of these people, you know? Like I I tweeted today that Charo is just spicy Dolly Parton, and there's a couple people like ready to argue it, and I was like, nope. Not today. I'm good. Yeah, that's that's why you have to, like, people need to normalize just, like, after writing an opinion, just muting it and just letting it simmer and let people argue with themselves. Right. Or I think also, too, just because you see an opinion you don't, you don't agree with on Twitter doesn't mean you necessarily have to argue it. You can just let them have their take, you know? Yeah. I hate when people try to say that to me about, like, when people come at me for being about like when transphobes come to like come for me on Twitter and like I argue with them and defend myself and then people are like oh you should just drop it you know it's just their opinion I'm like 
no sorry my life and how I live and like that kind of like trans like transphobic people like them and their opinions are not like an opinion to me that's like just hate because like I'm not like talking about their lives or how they live like they shouldn't talk about mine because it does not affect them whatsoever so whenever someone says that to me I'm just like it makes me mad because I'm just like it's easy for you to say because you're like a cis person who doesn't have to deal with people questioning how you live or coming for about why you live your life the way you do like I don't understand that it's like not even the same I almost look at like when somebody's like transphobic or like homophobic or like racist like to me that almost goes beyond like somebody voicing an opinion to me it always like an opinion to me is like oh I don't like mayonnaise or like I think um you know this song is better than that song but when somebody's like specifically saying something like hateful like that to me that's like you're making a threat like there have been so many people that have been hurt and assaulted and and murdered by people that are saying the exact same thing you're saying like you're making a threat on me or a threat towards people that i care about i'm going to tell you to get fucked and i'm going to come back just as aggressive at you if not more so because i want you to be scared of saying that again yeah but like people are always telling me to educate people i'm like sorry it's not my job to like I'm not a school teacher on Twitter. I'm not a um, I'm not a um professor on Twitter. I'm not here to like teach ignorant people not to be ignorant. Like yeah, and and they're not there to learn. You know, they're not asking. You know, you know why why are things this way? Like they're just there to be to be aggressive and dumb. And in this day and age, there are so many resources to learn why like racism yeah. or transphobia is bad they're not there to be educated. Like they're there to be aggressive and mean. If somebody pulls a gun on you, you're not going to sit down and explain to them like the repercussions of them shooting you. You're going to tell them, put that shit down and you're going to retaliate any way you can. Yeah. Like people that are racist or like homophobic or transphobic on Twitter to me, that's like a no brainer. I'm going to like, I'm going to cuss you out. And then, you either leave my mentions or I just block you because, like, to me, that's nothing. That's not even, like, something that we can have an open discussion about. Like, if you're, like, the, I know some people want to learn and that are genuine, like, and I respect that, but then there are some people who, like, don't want to learn and their mind is there and they just don't care. And, like, those people, those type of people I don't deserve, they don't, I feel like they don't deserve to have a platform to talk and spew hate like that and they don't deserve like your empathy or your sympathy or your time to like teach them like they don't saying something super shitty isn't like a time uh, to sit down and have a teaching moment i know like you calling you coming in my mentions calling me a fag or a man and then expecting me to like talk to you through why that's not good is so like like what the hell like since when did I become your mother or your like high school teacher like I feel like human decency isn't something that needs to be taught no like you by default should just know not to be a bad person like because that's or the thing try is, like, not to be. or try not to be I, I mean we, like, yeah we all fuck up and yeah no one's perfect but I feel like it's growth and like trying your best not to be a shitty person Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, you know, we all do things that like, 
offend people or upset people. And we don't do it intentionally. It's just sometimes we don't know. But then if somebody's just going to sit there and like, if I post something about Black Lives Matter and somebody just goes like, well, the thing is like, you know, these, these niggers are so violent. And like, it's like, well, then you don't, like you're not there to, to do anything but agitate and be aggressive and shitty. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna baby you. Yeah. This got really heavy. Also, this got really, oh. really heavy. I'm okay with no, that make, though. No, you make me talk about deep stuff. Like I never know. Like if I, I don't ever feel like I, I can speak profoundly about things because I don't think I'm that smart sometimes. Because, like on Twitter, like I'm either just being the biggest troll for no reason or just straight having fun and chilling. Um, looking for a sugar daddy to buy me a boat. You know, I'm just chill. <laughs> that boat's important though. Cause like New Zealand has like a volcano that is like pretty active, right? Like I'm not. Yeah. It's an Auckland ATL. Yeah. It's like, I went calling? to the, I went to the war museum and I don't know if you've, if you've been there in Auckland, the Auckland War Museum has like a, um, it's like a volcano. The house? The ho- yeah. It's like this simulator <laughs> to tell you like what happens if a volcano erupts and it's literally, you just die. Yeah. And you shake in the house. Do you know, I treated that like it was a ride at, at, at Disney. I went in there like 10 times. <laughs> I had such bad anxiety in that thing. Like I thought it was going to be fun. And I was so terrified being in that thing. And it was scary, but I just like, I like to spice up my life and it just shakes it and it shakes. So I was just like, I'm going to spice up my life. I'm going to go on this 10 times for no reason. Right. Yeah. It rattles. But the thing that bothered me is like, uh, growing up. You just die. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Cause like growing up out here in, in Tacoma, like we have like a a volcano out here, Mount St. Helens. And like, it could erupt. But we have like evacuation routes and like all of these, there's all this protocol of what were to happen, like if it does, so that we could survive. And then this thing was literally just like, you would die. Like you, you know, could not like, escape in time. Now you're making me think about it. Now I'm like, thinking about it. I'm like, oh, this, we literally go on school trips. Like, so there's little kids going there and they don't understand that you're just going to die, kids. That's how can erupt. I mean, I think by the end of it, like, it's pretty clear. And also, the, the, the newscast that's in there, that's a real newscaster from Auckland, right? I can't remember who, who it was. They probably were, to make it look more realistic. But, like, I'm just, like, I feel like I, I live near this, like, I can see the Sky Tower from, my, from where I, I live. And, like, the city is where, like, the volcano is located. So, my ass is dying, I feel. Like, there's no high ground. I feel like they, t- they tell you to go to high ground, but I'm like, isn't the volcano the highest point in, the, in Auckland, kind of, almost? And what high ground? Well, like, every mountain in New Zealand, like, you could scale in, like, an hour. Like, there's no... Yeah, but, like, there's no the high, high ground... Climb Mount Eden and hide. Mount Eden is literally another volcano, so I feel like, wouldn't it just trigger the other volcanoes to erupt, too? So you, you did ass climb Mount Eden just for Mount Eden to erupt because it was triggered by Mount Rangitoto to erupt. So I don't, climb, no, my luck, my ass would be like in the crater of Mount Eden, and the thing would just oh my God. fill up like a swimming pool of lava. 
Mount Eden, that hole is it scares me because I'm always like I know I'm very clumsy sometimes. That if I'm not careful and I trip, like damn, that thing is so deep. How do you even get out of it? It's so deep. And what surprised me the most, and this is this is how how American I am, is looking in there. I was like, how is this thing not filled with garbage? Because if this existed in like a major American like metropolitan city. It would be full of people's trash. It would be a landfill. <laughs> yeah, like people would just finish their energy drink can and just throw it into the crater. I was like, I how like, is it so nice? I feel like because, like, if I feel like if you've um, littered in there, they'll see you and they'll probably find you. Oh, fine, find you like some crazy ass fine, which will probably be like because illegal, illegally dumping rubbish here is like five thousand dollars or some. Some shit crazy like that. Yeah. Okay. So, so a dollar for an energy drink to like pay five thousand dollars to throw it into Mount Eden. I mean, but don't off, quote me on that. Energy drinks <laughs> are like five dollars over there. I was yeah, so offended how expensive energy drinks were over there. But but secondly, when you when you came to Chicago, was was it so much dirtier than like any city you'd been to in New Zealand? Because New Zealand to me is like super clean and every major city in America I've been to is basically a glorified like dump. Well, like the part of Chicago I stayed in, it was actually very clean and nice. So I was just like, oh my God, America's so pretty. I don't know what people are on about because I didn't go into the city. But the city is so big and like I like cried looking at the lights at night because I just like how big and pretty it was for no reason. Like... I don't know. I just I thought it was pretty, but I didn't see like how messy it was. Okay, I mean, I guess like to me, Auckland is like one of the cleanest cities I've been to. Vancouver, Canada is probably like the other one. Which, if you ever go to Vancouver, Canada, you will be amazed how similar it is to Auckland, like layout wise. Like it's very like eerily similar. That's funny because like I hear so much like good things about Canada. And I'm just like, oh my god, that's so cool. Oh yeah, Canada, Canada is like nice America now. Like nice. it somehow like went from being like America's like little brother to being like just ev- everything that America should have been. Like they have free healthcare is, and like is is Canada like your guys Australia? Like how where Australia is New Zealand? I don't know if that just makes sense. Like how we're like brotherly countries. Yeah. Yeah. What's weird is I look at New Zealand as Australia's Canada, but then I yeah, look that's at what I mean. But then I look at Australia as New Zealand's Texas. Like so I saw, I saw a photo <laughs> where someone said that like I said that like Australians talk like British Texans and I found that so funny. It's kind of true though. Like there's a certain like uh gentle roughness I guess about like the like, they're very polite and very nonchalant about, like, all the crazy things that are just happening around them. Australia is wild. Like, I feel like the accents, like, I don't like the accents. They're, they're some very, of them are a little tough to, to pick up on. I don't know. I just don't like the way it sounds. Now, I, I will say this when I came over to New Zealand. Not knowing a lot about it, I basically assumed it was just, like, Australia Part 2. That's then, what a lot of people say. Like, I remember when I, like, was in America, 
people were like to me, oh my God, you're from Australia, aren't you? And I was like, no, <laughs> from New Zealand, the other Australia. <laughs> right. I do find it funny that like people in, in New Zealand get very offended if you like, at least f- from what I gathered, get kind of offended if you go like, oh, New Zealand, Australia, same thing. But your flags yeah. are damn near identical. <laughs> like they're very similar looking. I think it's because of the whole Union Jack in the corner. And then like we have stars, but the stars in Australia are probably like made like um, placed in different places compared to where we place it. And to be honest, I don't know what New Zealand's flag looks like. I don't know what Australia's flag looks like. So I, that sounds so bad. I live here and I should know that. Oops. It's okay. I mean, it's, it's whatever. I mean, it's not like, because it's like, you don't live in like in a country like America where we put our flag on everything. Like New Zealand's yeah, a lot true. more just low key about their flag. It's not. Yeah. We have everywhere. more, um, we have more Tongan flags on display than we do New Zealand flags. That's because um, I don't know. Pacific Island is a, like so proud of their culture. Like That's I'm Samoan and like, a lot of people, like all of my like people, like that are Samoan, are really proud of their culture. But I feel like, I feel like a lot of people don't know, like what my nationality is, and so they just start guessing. Like funniest thing to me is when people on Twitter just start guessing my um, nationality, and just like, this is so funny to me. Like, what's the what's the nationality somebody guessed that was farthest from from being Samoan? Well, they always think I'm like from like from different parts of Asia, or like someone thought I was Hispanic, and I was just like, do I look like that? I, I don't, I don't know what culture I look like. I just know I'm someone, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when I saw you, I assumed like Pacific Island. I mean, also because it was it we were in New Zealand, so law of averages. But yeah, yeah I I feel you there. I get I get wrong answers all the time. Uh, I get. Mexican, um, though the weirdest one I've gotten was somebody thought I was Yemenese. Not Yemenese. And I was like, I don't even know where Yemen is. Like, I know roughly where it is. But it was, it was also to me I like... that is. Uh, it's, it's the Middle East. But to me, it's like, it's a, it's a very obscure country to guess somebody from, though. Yeah. Like, that's what caught me off guard. Is like, they didn't just go like, oh, you're Middle Eastern. But oddly specific part of middle east of the middle east you know it would be like if somebody like guessed that i was like american but they're like you're from oklahoma i feel like some people just just don't guess and they just go you're just you're from new zealand and i'm like that's not my nationality though i live here i'm a citizen of this country but my nationality isn't i'm a new zealander true but i feel like people just say that it's a safe answer for not trying to like make up a culture for me yeah, I mean, I would rather people just not guess and just take me at, at face value. Not that I don't mind answering the question necessarily, but I, I definitely dislike when it's one of the first things people ask because it always comes off like, I know you're not white, but I don't quite know how to feel about you. I want to be like that. And I'm just like, any, anyone that's not white to white people, they're just like, oh. Because you would never go yeah. up to a white person and go like, so... What like, white are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Or like, where are your parents from? Are, you, are your parents from here? 
Oh, oh you were born here. Yeah. Nothing is better than the shock of, oh, you were born here. Like, oh. Cause... I, I just, I think that's one of my, like, the biggest things I dislike about some white people, like, in New Zealand is, like, they be telling people to go back to their countries, like, they own this country. I'm like, you cannot be telling immigrants to go back to to their country. Like, you go back to your country. New Zealand is was not founded by your ancestors or white people. You guys... Why people found this by stealing it from the native people. So I don't understand. Like, there's like literally, like you literally, you would argue with some people here. Like, we have our own Karens, and you, and the their first response is always go back to your country. And it's just like you're, you have the audacity to like tell people to go back to their country, knowing very well this ain't your country. Yeah, because most of world history, for like most countries is the natives were doing fine and then either the spanish or the british showed up and there was a war i and know that, it's just like it's kind it's of it. entitlement I, I think so and I, I think definitely there's like to a lot of people like white is like the default setting kind of like how like when a show has like an all white cast that's a show for everybody but then if like a show has like specifically like an all black cast or an all asian cast that show is specifically for that race I know, but, like, it's weird. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, I feel like this year has been, like, was, like, a very big year for, like, to address what's wrong with the world across all, like, aspects of life. Because I feel like people know that these problems are there, but they never wanted to address them. Yeah, I think in a weird way, like, this pandemic kind of putting a hold on a lot of entertainment that we used to kind of distract ourselves from what's going on. And a lot of us have been forced now to like follow the news more closely and, and follow sources of information rather than sources of entertainment. And I think, yeah, like we've just, we're a lot more aware of what's going on and yeah, it's a lot easier to have these conversations and there's a lot more platforms to have these conversations. You know, it's a lot easier to get somebody to sit down when there's no new TV shows, all the movie theaters are closed. It's a lot easier to get somebody to sit down and and listen to like a podcast or like a sit down youtube interview about you know like discrimination or sexism when there's not a million other things they'd rather be watching instead Mm. i don't know because like i just feel like like i know i love wrestling and it's like always gonna be something i want to pursue but like just right now like i feel like People don't need to, like, people don't need to put pressure on themselves to, like, to be out there trying to get bookings and stuff. Like, we are in a pandemic. Like, there's a lot going on. Like, it's okay to just wait it out until the world is normal. I don't know, because I feel like a lot of people are just putting stress on themselves. And it's like, you don't need to do that. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of, like, weird socially distanced shows or people trying to find, like, kind of safety loopholes into running shows and it's like well maybe just let's just not not do shows for a bit i mean wrestling will wrestling will be here it's not it's not going anywhere yeah cool but yeah thank you very much for doing the uh the podcast um where can people find you on social media um you can find me on instagram but instagram's whack at the moment at lee barbie or you can follow me on twitter because that's where i spend most of my time i got no wrestling on at the moment <laughs> So I'm basically just a Twitter wrestler. But yeah, you can follow me at candidlycandy underscore. Sweet. Cool. And then, yeah, any anything you want to plug or any 
Any, I mean, I guess there's not um, really any upcoming shows, but any upcoming anything? <laughs> um, I just want to say, oh, oh my God, no! Watch Paris is bumping. It comes out on IWTV. I'm on it, and I'm voguing. I should have spoke about voguing during this podcast, but I didn't. Lol. Anyways, watch Paris is bumping. Comes out on the 29th of this month. So look out for that. I guess I'll probably promote it when it like more stuff. Leading up to it, I want to say hi to everyone and to tweet. I love you all. Period. I'm doing this. I'll I'll sign, even though you can't see it because it's not a visual podcast. But visualize it in your head. Close your eyes and imagine. Or you could do like a. Can you do like an ASMR thing and like just rub your hand on the like on the microphone, and people will hear it. I'm trying to rub. What am I doing? That sounded wrong. I'm trying to rub. <laughs> it's again. It's that explicit rating. So it's it all falls under that. That's the um the voice bite for this podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to rub. Cool. Um. Yeah. Any anything else you wanna you wanna plug or? Not really. I'm sorry if I was boring. I'm so tired. I just started talking. No, this was great. No, thank you. Period. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed having that conversation. I think there's a lot of great points that were made. Uh, once again, I just want to thank Candy Lee for taking time out of her day to sit down and have this interview, have this conversation. Um, if you want to support her, you can go ahead and find her on Twitter at CandidlyCandyLee underscore. You can also find her on Instagram at LeigharBarbie. You can find me on Twitter at RealEthanHD. Or you can find me on Instagram, EthanHD312, which is also the discount code for Drink All In. Uh, once again, thank you guys all for listening, for supporting. If you want to support us even more, you can like, rate, review, all that fun stuff on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. Um, but also just sharing it, sharing it out on Twitter, on Facebook. Those things help too. Putting ears on this helps so much and it also helps spread the word about a lot of the great talents that i'm interviewing that i'm talking to um that being said it's your boy ethan hd i will see you next time